I'm going to talk about this uh, topic of fear. It's something that, that maybe a year ago I, I started thinking about. Uh, because you, you uh, may have seen uh, <clears throat> some other talks that I've given uh, on emotions like anxiety and anger uh, and joy uh, and some others. Um, and so talking about um, or looking into fear uh, as the scripture talks about it is something I had wanted to do for a little while. So about a year ago, I started looking at that and I've shared it uh, a couple places including at Cedarcroft uh, with the, the uh, in Annecy or over Zoom with the missionaries in Annecy at the conference. And, um, so it's been on my mind uh, quite a bit. And then uh, this year, of course, uh, a year that uh, could certainly be filled with fear uh, and, and um, the anxieties associated with everything that has happened in 2020. Uh, it, it just, I guess, was a timely thing for me and maybe some other people that I could uh, could share this with. But I think the, the first thing you have to do is distinguish between um, fear, uh, as we normally talk about that, and, uh, and fear of God. So next week, I'll talk about the fear of God. And it seemed natural uh, as I dug into you know, fear. What What is it? And, and you'll see what I'll do is um, I mean, I'm a counselor, and, um, and, and this is why I have interest in some of these topics, or, or maybe I'm a counselor because I had interest in these topics, but they go together. Uh, and as I was looking at fear, to look at fear of the Lord it was natural. And so next week, I'll, I'll uh, demonstrate that there, there are some things in common between fearing as we normally think of it, and fearing the Lord, but of course there's a great deal not in common. Uh, so uh, just distinguishing that now for a moment, so we look at uh, this verse in Exodus 14, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. So you could easily imagine what that was like, the, the most powerful nation in the world its army coming down upon the Jews as they're fleeing uh, Egypt, uh, being led by God, uh, but seeing the Egyptians marching after them and, and the fear, uh, the fear that that would involve. So when I use the word that way, I'm gonna use this chiller font, uh, and, uh, uh, which I think somewhat at least reflects what's going on here. But later in the chapter, Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord. That is very curious that those two, that's the same word. Uh, and that's something we'll talk a, a little bit more about as we go uh, through this, this week and next week. But those are the two fears and distinguishing them. It began with that, that terror type fear and ended with that reverence type fear, that episode as the Jews are leaving Egypt. Okay, so uh, I'm going to ask some questions, and though, you, though you're masked, I, would, uh, uh, I will uh, like to like answers uh, as I go through this, but just in a few spots, including in a moment, uh, because I think it's useful, uh, and this is the reason why I'm interested in topics like this, is, is uh, fear, there's a, a range of, of feelings. Uh, it's not just fear or being afraid. There, there's a, a range to that. 
you might just fear a little, you might fear a lot, and that's very different. And I think if fear is an issue for you, then understanding, well, what does it feel like to be at the beginning of that process of fear that might, might take me away, and to understand um, you know, that range, right? And so our language reflects that, is there are a lot of different words that are related to fear, maybe, maybe just a little bit of fear and then a lot of fear. So, yeah, and I think it's useful to build that vocabulary. And when I've talked about anxiety, um, this has another example, you can imagine that too. And, and fear and anxiety are related to each other. So what are some other words, other words for fear? This is my first question. Scared. Loss. Loss. Terror. Okay. Terror. That'd be on the high end, right? Frightened. What was that one? Frightened. Yeah. Yeah. Frightened. So we have we have quite a few words. I'm aware. Okay. We have quite a few. We have quite a few words that run that spectrum when we're talking about fear. So I'm just going to throw some of what you said up here and some others uh, because it sort of. It, it, it can build. I might feel uneasy. That would be on a sort of mild end or hesitant or apprehensive um, or worried and anxious. So it, this does include um, that as part of the range here, being afraid. That's a word we use a lot. Scared, dismayed, uh, frightened, uh, feeling helpless or dread, okay? horror or terror. All these words are used in the Bible. So, so what makes you afraid? Can you say that again? Solitary. Yeah. What else? Okay. I, you. Fear of failure. Fear, fear of failure. <clears throat> yeah. There's this FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. <laughs> this, this, uh, uh, but there, there, there are a number of things that, that could make us afraid and be somewhere on, on this range. Right? Uh, um, early in, in this whole COVID thing, um, when there was a, a lot less known, but there's still a lot unknown, um, my whole family got it. In, in the March, early April. And I remember, and we, it was mild, we got through it, we got antibodies, uh, we got, so we have a certain uh, confidence that maybe isn't deserved, but, but, um, but I remember, I remember one moment at the beginning of that when I had it, this, a, a fear, because people do die from that, right? I'm healthy, I don't have any comorbidities, and I was just tired for two weeks and got, and I was better. Uh, so it's no big deal for me or any of our family. But I, re I re remember that moment, just, um, just, it, it just popped up. And it, 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 what I felt seemed to pop up first, and then I, then I had a thought or two. And then, and then I uh, had other thoughts, and the fear subsided. And we'll talk about what you feel and what you think in this with fear. Um, emotions uh, generally have opposites and uh, that's a good way of starting to define something is well what is the opposite so for example um, uh, sadness the, the opposite might be being happy or, or joyful uh, anxiety the opposite of that might be 
being thankful. And we see that in Philippians chapter four, where Paul says, do not be anxious, but with prayer, the prayers of thanksgiving, right? talk to God. Right? So he puts anxiety and thanksgiving as opposites. And there are a lot of other Bible verses that, that do that. But, but what, what would be the opposite of, of fear? Okay, confidence. Hope. Okay. There's probably a lot of things that we could we could say, right? Um, here's a verse from Daniel. Oh man, greatly loved, fear not, peace. Right? Peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. They are confident. So maybe some of those words describe what is the opposite. So we're just thinking about well, what is fear? Um, those would be some of the opposites. I think that helps us define this. Okay. Let's jump ahead. So, um, so emotions. The definition of an emotion is that there is there are thoughts. There's a thought, and we want to talk about well, what kinds of thoughts are associated with fear, because uh, we really want to understand what is fear. And but like every other emotion, there's also a bodily sensation. When I experience anxiety or joy there's also something happening in my body. That's the definition of an emotion. So I'm thinking something and I'm feeling something. After all, we use the word feeling interchangeably with emotion, right? So we feel something and we think something. So with fear, what does, what, what fear feels like, okay? So uh, your life shall hang in doubt. Uh, um, so this, this would be a, uh, the mental aspect. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. Night and day you shall be in dread and have no assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, if, it were, if only it were evening. At evening you shall say, if only it were morning, because of the dread that your heart shall feel <clears throat> and the sights that your eyes shall see. Uh, and Job, uh, dread came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones shake. <coughs> Excuse me. It's my tea mixture that's supposed to maybe help there. So, okay, so there are, there are thoughts. And here in these verses, um, doubting, the uncertain, uncertainty can, can bring fear. Um, this, this dread, uh, lack of assurance, and, and we could, there's, there's many more. Um, but, but we think of fear, fear and trembling. Right? that uh, we might start to tremble, our bones shake. Um, um, Job's friend says, um, so let's just think about that. What, the, what, what is fear? Just trying to understand fear a little better. So physically, uh, giving everything away here. So, <clears throat> okay, so physically. Um, our, we would we would breathe faster. Uh, our heart rate would go up. Our blood pressure would, would pushing uh, blood with the with its oxygen through our bodies faster at a higher pressure. Uh, greater blood flow to the muscles in particular and away from the skin and other places away from your stomach. You don't need to digest that last meal if there's a bear chasing you to make you his his next meal. Right. So. Uh, so, so that's why you might get chills in the skin as the blood is going away from the outer 
part to the heart and to the muscles in order to be able to fight or to flee. Okay, so that's some of the things that are going on in the body. And interestingly, that, that will happen in a 20th of a second. That, that reaction will be in a 20th of a second. But as with any emotion, there is, there is a thought. There's a thought uh, as well. And uh, some of those thoughts would be uh, danger, anticipating danger, whether that danger is right now or uh, since we are so good at thinking abstractly as human beings, we might think about um, the, a futuristic danger um, and feel fear now. What, what if I get very sick? And what if I catch this? What if I get very sick? What if I die? Right? A lot of what ifs about the future. So anticipating danger, um, future oriented. It, it might be, it's probably tied to some fact uh, because if there weren't a little bit of truth, it, it would be easy to dismiss. Okay? But it's not entirely untruthful. Um, but it could be exaggerated. And often our fears or our anxieties are, are based upon some bit of truth, but it's greatly exaggerated. But it, all of that makes it hard to dismiss. Okay, and, but this takes a half a second. <clears throat> so that means that, that the fear reaction will come first, okay? what happens in the body will come first, and then a half a, then, then, Nine twentieths of a second later, you think about well, what what's going on? Um, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I I earlier in the year I did this talk a couple weeks at Mountain Ridge in the evening, and when I was in the middle of this series. Um, I was driving up there, and uh, and I took this this kind of an ambiguous turn there, but I always do the same thing. And then I, then after I do it, I see a, a vehicle move. And I, and I feel this, this jump in my stomach. I'm thinking, was that a police car? <laughs> Turned out not to be. Um, but th that, you know, this scenario, you know this scenario, there's a, actually one of these on my way here this morning. Um, so I see the police lights in my rear view mirror right, and my stomach jumps. It's a funny thing because, I mean, that does happen. That's part of the feeling. Um, and then I realize it's not intended to me, so my stomach settles. Right? Okay? So, but the first thing, before realizing, okay, before thinking, like, oh, that, oh that's not for me, I, my body reacts. I, I have to get ready. Maybe life or death, I have to get ready quick to run or to flee. Okay? And in fact... Sorry, getting gentle here. In fact, this, this Hebrew word yara comes from a flowing of the gut. The Hebrews who were inventing the Hebrew language a long, long time ago, when, they, when they're trying to describe this, they, they realize, this, my stomach does this. We'll call that fear. Uh, next week, we'll use that word more. So fear, a state of severe distress, Aroused by intense concern for impending pain, danger, or evil. That'd be the, the definition, right? And th these are the common phobias, spider, the three most common phobias, or, you know, spiders, snakes, and heights. Okay, so this guy here, Alex Honnold, uh, who Alan Wilkes introduced me to, 
video called Free Solo. You should watch that, but maybe if you're not, maybe if you're, if you're not afraid of heights. So, so look at this guy, he's uh, standing on a cliff right, without any ropes or anything like that. I couldn't do that, I can't even look at that. But, anyway. Okay, so let's just talk about fear, where fear comes from, and then we'll talk about what the Bible says about fear, more of that. So in the middle of your brain, it's something called the amygdala, okay? It's small, almond-shaped, and, um, and this is one of the places where fear uh, occurs. Um, it, and you can think of it this way, as, as an alarm that you feel, right? an alarm that goes off in your head, but, but, and, and you feel it in your body. And it's important, because sometimes we need to jump out of the way before we even think of jump out of the way. Um, and as we mentioned before, it seizes control within a 20th of a second, faster than you can think that there's anything going on here, right? It's not conscious, it's not rational, it's not thinking, it's not using the front of your brain, thinking. And this is important. So how does, how does this part of your brain learn? Is it learns from experience. You jump out of the way and you, uh, and you realize, oh, that was just, uh, uh, that was just a car backfire. I guess I don't, cars don't backfire that much anymore, I don't think. But it, I, it's not, it, it's, um, it, it, you learn over time that, oh, I don't need to react that way. But what you have learned over time is you get pulled over enough in life that those lights are, create a little bit of fear. Uh, so this is what we would call like, triggers. And, and it's part of the fight, flight, freeze, uh, response that is intended to save your life okay so this is that's where this all happens in the middle of your brain in the emotion center of your brain this guy <clears throat> does these things and he uh and so they took a look at his amygdala and it's smaller and less dense than the average amygdala he isn't afraid he isn't afraid standing there Either that, I, I, like I say, hardly look at it, but uh, he isn't afraid. His amygdala is small and, and not very dense. So he doesn't have as great a capacity to fear as, as most people. So he can do that. Okay. <clears throat> so let's, sorry. I'm not a pro with this. This is not a, yeah. um, So there, but there really, there are two fear centers. Um, one is what we've been talking about at the bottom of our brains, in the middle, the amygdala. Uh, let's call that the, the bottom floor. And fear and helplessness are, are part of its function. But also anger and aggression is part of the function of uh, the amygdala. Re reacting quickly to a situation with, with aggression uh, sometimes is useful. But it's also the center of love and connectedness, or one of the places that love and connectedness are expressed. But again, this is happening in a 20th of a second, faster than that. The other place that we would experience fear is, is, uh, let's leave it there, is in the top floor, right? We humans have this huge cortex, and this is where we, we reason things through and plan, and, and our memories are stored, and it helps store those. And, uh, but, and 
Also, we, abstraction, we can think ahead. Uh, animals do this very poorly. This is 30% of our brain for a cat, it's 3%. So we can plan and abstract, and this is why we're at the top of the food chain. Uh, but but we, because we can abstract and imagine things, we, we often, this is a source of fear. But this is the kind of fear where we think about it, and we maybe we rum, ruminate. Okay? So the question today is, how do we deal with these two sources of fear in our life? Okay? And what I suggest here is that truth statements, okay? the, the, the cortex is about thinking, and, and we need truth uh, in order to deal with fear. And also because the amygdala doesn't learn by reading a book, it learns through experience. We, we need experience with love, love experience, okay? Let's just go into this a little more here. So what kind of truth statements do the, cor the cortex need? And so here, this is how I usually address a topic like this, is, is what is it? Where does anxiety come from? Where does joy come from? Where does anger come from? And just trying to understand that. Where does fear come from? And now what does the Bible say about it? And the Bible is great cognitive therapy. It has truth. And we are very fortunate as God's people to have a source of truth at, at a time like this. I remember one of the first times I, I talked about that subject, truth, the importance of truth in our lives, was four years ago, right before an election. And who knows what is, who knows what is true? But we have a source of truth, and I'm very grateful for that. So let's just look at some of the things the Bible says about fear. And so fear-reducing thoughts. And you may have your favorite Bible verses related to this. Um, but here are some of the things that are true is that the Lord came to Abram in a vision, and he said to him, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. God is our shield. Um, you shall not fear them. It is the Lord your God who fights for you. And these things are still true. Uh, the Lord appeared to Isaac, saying, Fear not, I am with you. He is our shield. He fights for us, um, and he is with us. That is a promise um, that even Jesus gave, uh, I shouldn't say even, that God has given through the entire biblical history, and particularly in the new covenant, I, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is true. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Okay, some more. So we can confidently, confidence, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Just think of that, what can man do to me? He is my helper. And that, that's one of the ideas around God throughout the Bible, he's our helper. Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. And do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. I mean, conspiracy, I mean, that's, this is a word for this year. Um, don't do that. This sums it up. Do not fear anything that is frightening. Okay. For the reasons we, we just gave with these verses. He's our shield. He fights our battles for us. Okay. So there are dozens, if not hundreds, of verses in the Bible 
that say stuff like that, that because of God is, is who he is, and because of our relationship through the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that we have with him, and he is with us uh, and will never forsake us, and he will fight our battles, and he's our shield, uh, we do not need to fear. And even if I get sick, um, and just imagine, you know, well, what could happen here? Um, God is in control. That remains true. God is in control. And there's nothing we, can, we have to fear about man. In fact, there's nothing frightening that we have to fear. And so it is, it is really valuable to be able to go to those passages and read them and refresh our, our minds when we feel apprehensive, when we feel easy, but uneasy. Let's say at the beginning of that fear cascade that I, I showed, I feel apprehensive, starting to maybe feel a sense of helplessness. Is it, now, what, is, what does God say about all of that? And the Bible is abundant in its promises. But, but my amygdala doesn't learn that way. It learns through experience. <clears throat> and it, it said that the amygdala <clears throat> um, governs how I react to the environment, to the world. And we, we saw it fear or anger or love. How do I respond to the world? And for many people, fear is the major way of responding to the world. And then that comes out a lot during this last six months. Okay. Um, but anger could displace that fear. You're... Um, for the first part of our marriage, Rita thought it was funny to, you know, I come around the corner and she's go, boom, scared me, right? And she that was fine. So I, I don't like being afraid. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like any of that. I don't, I don't see the joy in that. Um, but, um, so what's my reaction? My, first, my reaction is fear. But, but within a second, I'm angry. Like, don't do that. And she doesn't do it. Uh, so, uh, but what's the purpose of that anger is I could push that fear out. Fear is, is vulnerable and looks ridiculous, maybe in that circumstance. And I'm embarrassed uh, and I don't like feeling that way. But, uh, but if I'm angry, then I'm, I'm energetic and strong and strike back and, and my fear goes away. Okay, so that's one of the opposites. That's another, that's another opposite of fear, anger, because anger can displace fear. And we use that, we do that sometimes. <clears throat> but what about love? Love can displace fear also. I knew I'd have to address this verse in, in talking about this subject. And I go, what does this verse mean? And I think I know what it means. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Maybe that's what this verse means. Is that if our amygdala could just learn love, then it won't need to fear, and it won't need to be angry. Now, fear, a little, some fear and some anger are, um, are important. But I don't want to be, I don't want to experience the world and react to the world in fear and anger all the time. I don't want that. I want to re respond in love in a, in a 20th of a second. If I could, if I, in a 20th of a second, if my natural reaction could be love, uh, understanding, uh, sacrifice, agape, 
that would be great. That's what I would like. And, and love can, will cast out fear, right? So what kind of, <clears throat> what are the fear-reducing experiences for this bottom floor of amygdala? Okay, there's our amygdala. <clears throat> for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, okay, not helplessness, or not power that's aggress aggression, but gave us power and love, right? These Bible verses are making more sense to me. And also self-control. I think that's the top floor cortex that does that, right? So this God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind or self-control. So just a couple more slides here. Um, so experiencing love and connected this with God. That is how I learn love as a, as a second nature. And so that when I react with, before I think, when I react, that it could be a reaction of love. But I need to connect with love. God is love, as First John 4 says there. And later in that chapter, we love because he first loved us. We love because he's loving us. And I want to learn that through the experience of love, the love of God. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. This is, the, this is how it's done. Abide in my love. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Finally, for, for the love of Christ controls us. And that's what we're aiming for, that the love of Christ will control us. Not fear, not anger or aggression, because one has died for all. Jesus has died for us. And so experiencing God, okay, abiding in him uh, through fellowship with others, just a little more challenging now, but connecting, connecting okay, with uh, other believers and worship as we've done this morning and in his word, reading. Uh, um, and I think when we're reading the Bible, we're doing more than using our cortex and learning new things. We are also experiencing God. And that's the other side of this, as I've described, and prayer connecting with God. So these need to be these need to be our disciplines in in order to retrain um, our almond-shaped amygdala, uh, so that we respond to the world with love and, and not immediately always fear and aggression. So next time, next week, we'll talk about the fear of God. And, and we've already noted that there are some similarities. You may think about that because I'm going to ask that question. How are they similar uh, next week? Um, but this, the, the, the fear of God is the beginning of so much. And in um, experiencing God and knowing his fear, and you already Bible verses are popping in your head, I'm sure. Um, 
uh, and we'll explore that more next week. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, uh, just Lord, we thank you for your word that um, helps us to understand who you are, helps us to understand ourselves and the world and how to respond to it. Uh, and Lord, we, we don't want to be fearful, even in the face of, of fearful things. But, but Lord, help us to uh, help us to remember that you are with us always and you care for us. Uh, you love us and you're powerful. You love us and you are powerful so that uh, we are safe in you and help us to learn how to abide in you. Amen. Thanks. 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 Thanks.